is waiting on fries. That you don't get it. You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never here is waiting on fries. But all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed, and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in, and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service that they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> And we are back. Fully back. Still here. Never left. We're in Mamaronic. We're in Smokehouse. It's so peaceful on a Monday. It's really nice that you closed the building on Mondays to kind of reset. Everyone needs a mental break. Thank you know? God we closed the building on Mondays because we can't take any more. But oddly enough, you'll, this li- week. you'll listen and like the phones are still going to just go off in the back because people still want barbecue. I think Does Mike that- might have turned them off this time. I was going to say, does that not kind of aggravate you? It's like missed money to some extent. Like, gosh, nah, we're feeding the people. No. I mean, yes, but no, because I'm tired. We're all tired. The That's staff is tired. Nobody wants to work today, especially not after the week that we had. Uh, why, why was your week so crazy? Oh, I know. You know. Lions and tigers and winds and rains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Kill, it killed us. I needed my sloop juice bomb yesterday. Uh, kill, kill and not you. just one. Killed you in a bad way. You're I still had several, to, uh, several sloop juice bombs <laughs> yesterday. So the hurricane traced itself up here. Sloop juice bomb is our sponsor, by the way. Right? It, I just slide that super. in there. I actually had a sloop juice bomb, the Chico's collaboration beer. So I actually think Chico's, I saw you post that. The Chico's juice bomb collaboration can. That's cool. Which ties into last last week's energy. Last week's episode had so much synergy, we didn't even know about it. Yeah. Uh, that's sometimes <laughs> just the way the universe works. And, you know, you're saying after this long week, thank God we're closed, you need the hard reset, and that's, of course, because of this hurricane that hammered down the northeast area here. Yeah, the hurricane was crazy. And just to boot, it was... To I boot? just To boot. Very, to boot. Very Canadian of you. <laughs> um, I just got back from vacation. Not anymore, but last Monday. That's a fun way to walk back to work. Yeah, first day back, <laughs> and I found out Monday that the village wanted everything that's been set up. You know, we've talked about how cool it was to get everything set up outside so we can have a kind of our capacity back, make up what we lost inside. So that whole setup, the palm trees, the lights, the tables, <laughs> everything that we, the sand, you know, everything that we put out there. The sand. Yeah, well, well, we put the palm trees in at sand to hold them down. Not, there's not sand everywhere, I was about but to say, the that's palm trees. The palm trees are in the sand. Gotcha. So the speakers, the lights, the sand, the umbrellas, the palm trees, all the stuff out there. They said Monday, they're like, get it all off the street. Otherwise, we're going to come Tuesday morning and take it. Hurricane's coming on Tuesday, and we don't want things flying around. I mean, safety precautions. Yeah. So first day, it takes us like four days to set up the outside of going through and tying everything together. And I had three hours to get it down. So that was fun. And then Tuesday was a shit show. Because it was just terrible all day. Yep. The weather was terrible all day. Well, Tuesday is when the storm actually wound up making it up here. Right. And I apologize. Yeah, so us. Tuesday was hurricane day. From noon to yeah. 5, 6 o'clock. Yeah. It was torrential downpour, <laughs> wind, everything they said it was going to be. Crazy winds. You know, one of, one of the drivers didn't even want to come in because he thought it was dangerous driving around. I said, well. I need a driver's day. It's like what we're doing. Like it was kind of dangerous driving around. It was. I'm not going <laughs> to fault them. There were trees down everywhere. Yeah. So that happened all day Tuesday. So we took everything down. And then, of course, 
by six six thirty, it turned it into really a gorgeous sad. evening. Yep. It was yeah. Beautiful and we didn't have any outdoor seating because it was all <laughs> taken down. I just and thought we were in the eye of the storm when it turned beautiful for yeah, a second. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. Well, the the report said it was going to be over by five thirty six. Yeah. So that was I was you know I was hesitant to take everything down. I was like, I'm gonna need it later, but I tried to leave three the heavier tables. There was three tables that are heavier that are tied down to like a tree, and one of them weighs like 100 pounds. I tried to leave them out, and they said, no, you have to take everything down. I was like, there's no way that that's going anywhere. It's tied to this tree, like, and it's a small tree. It's not one of the big trees that would fall down. Yeah. And I said, it's tied to the tree. If, it, if this stuff gets blown away, we have bigger problems <laughs> than the fact that this stuff is outside. But they didn't listen to me. Poor guy was like, I'm just doing my job, man. Take yeah. your shit back. Throw it inside. And uh, they didn't listen to me, so I had to take everything. And then Tuesday night was gorgeous. No outdoor seating. All the outdoor furniture is inside the restaurant. So that's a I I have a real trap. I have a real problem operating the restaurant when it's not. When there's like correct clutter. When it's not <laughs> yeah. like set up the right way. Yep. And if there's things in my way that aren't supposed to be there, it drives me crazy. Part of my OCD life. Yeah. So the entire outside on one side of the restaurant, people coming in. Tuesday night was rough. That's then, when the power all started to go. Yeah, out you, you guys saw me Tuesday night. I was. I was wiped. Are you like, obviously we're fearful of the power going out when these things happen. Power's still out in some places, uh, just to yeah. touch on that really quick. And uh, Your power went out, didn't it, Drew? My power did go out for a while, and we had a generator kick on in the building, and it did power a couple different outlets. Um, I was just thinking to myself, all right, do I need to move the fridge closer to the one outlet that works or get an extension to run it? Do I have to go through that? Or can I just chance keeping the door shut, don't open it if you don't need to, and let's see if we could get the power? Um, I was saying, you know, if by nightfall comes and we still don't have power, then sure, we're going to have to figure this out and get an extension cord. I said, let me chance it. You know what? Sure enough, I went out. I left the doors off the truck thinking that it was not the hurricane coming. I thought it was just regular rain, which would be fine. So I go out to the truck and there's like four inches of water in, in the footbeds. Nice. nice. Um, so I had to open the drain. I forgot to take that out. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. But I noticed that a tree came down on the power line and that's why we had no power. Gotcha. Um, so then I thought to myself, shit, how many restaurants are out there without power now too? Do these guys have generators. Are they calling their insurance company to be like, Hey, I've got shit all over the fridge that's gonna spoil on me. Is that something that you is tough to fight, Just? Is it tough to fight when you don't have power? Is I mean, it tough done. to fight the insurance <laughs> company in the event that things all spoil in the fridge? Oh, yeah, I mean, you have depending on your coverage, I'm sure you have, you know, some type of coverage for lost lost goods or whatever if that happens, but it's not immediate. Like you're not gonna get it. Yeah. If you use power on Friday and throw everything out for the weekend, you're not going to get okay. money for it on Tuesday. And to be honest, you're only getting money for the value of the of the inventory that you lost. You're not getting your revenue back. So there's a Correct. retail value. There's a retail value. There's a actual financial value of the goods themselves, and then there's a retail value of those goods. If I buy something for $100, let's use a keg, for example. If I buy a keg for $100, I, in theory, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to get 500 plus sales off of that keg. So the retail value of that keg is $500, but the actual value is $100. I'm only getting $100 back from the from the insurance company. Yeah, I mean that only makes you sense know? though. So it doesn't really. 
I mean, it helps a little bit. Sure, but for a guy that's maybe like struggling in a smaller spot, you know, dealing yeah. with the whole... I mean, it sucks. COVID-19 deal as it Definitely is. Suck. You know, you're fighting for every dollar that, that you could potentially be taking in here. So, uh, sure, it cleared up beautifully in, right after unless that. Unless you have revenue loss coverage, which we do. Ah. We have revenue loss coverage, and then you can get some of that back. It's still not dollar to dollar. Nice. But you get... Definitely better than nothing, though. Like when we had the fire, yeah, yeah. we got some revenue loss coverage back, and they basically go off your last year's sales of that week, of that and, they, and then you get, like, you get 50%. Like for us, I think, I think it was 50% of the sales back in the coverage. So that was, we lost 10 days during the fire, so we got that most, not most, we got some of that back. Yeah, some you got like it. five days yeah. back. Plus the goods lost and all that stuff. So, I mean, but not everybody has that specific coverage. That's something to keep in mind. And a lot of places did lose power this week, which led to our hell week. <laughs> it's so what you're saying is you were one of the few places that didn't lose power. We were one of the few places in the area that didn't lose power, even on this block. I originally thought this block had power, but I later learned that even um, a couple of places at the end of the block past um, Prospect over there, nobody had power that way. And then there was a big tree down on the other side of the tree track, train tracks, tracks, train tracks, over some power Did lines. Did Modern have power or were they out? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I know, like, Walter's lost power. Kyle's place lost power. So, like, that nobody had power. Did halftime lose power? I'm not sure. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't talk to them. But that led to, so I thought Tuesday night was going to be the worst. And it was not. It got, it, you know. <laughs> it got worse. None of the surrounding towns had power, and none of the, only a couple restaurants had power. So any of those restaurants that had power, people were flocking to, trying to get Wi-Fi, watch a game. Charge your phone. Charge your phone, food, whatever, whatever it was. And it just was a shit show all week. Hmm. Like Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. We were doing... Do you remember... Wednesday uh, night, we did 270 covers on uh, <laughs> Wednesday. Do you remember uh, Hurricane Sandy in Nero? It was like, like that. that? Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. We were running out. Of, we were running out. We ran out of burger buns at like 7:30. It was it was madness. That's crazy. And and to be honest, it's rough to work like that because I mean we we caught a couple. You know I, I took a you know we loved the Yelp. I took a look and caught oh, a couple. Caught a couple of negative ones. We caught a couple of bad reviews that were like oh, you know I took the server too long to get to us. We only had staff for a regular Wednesday night. We yeah. staffed for a regular Wednesday, a regular not Wednesday. Saturday. You know, and the same thing Thursday. And we're only operating at a smaller staff as it is because of the whole COVID thing. So we were completely caught off guard. There was no way we could catch up with everybody. So our service levels were off. They're not wrong. I'm yeah. not going to say, that, you know, that the, the reviews were wrong. And people were complaining that we were running out of stuff. And they're not wrong. We ran out. We, you know, we ordered bread. You know, that only happened, bread for a Wednesday. That only happened one day. Yeah. Because Wednesday we realized, okay, this is going to be a thing, and then we right. could adjust our pars for the rest of the week. But, you know, Wednesday we only had six dozen hamburger buns. I had to go – I ran out to uh, the supermarket and grabbed, like, another four dozen buns, and we ran out of those too, and it was, Jesus. like, eight, 8 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. You know, so – and sure enough, some of the reviews – Oh, like they, they're out of everything. You know, they didn't have this. We ran out of empanadas. We ran out of ribs. We ran out of rolls. Like we were it's just so getting, crazy oh that anybody would even post a review as such. Like, yeah. oh, they're running out of everything. Blah blah. Like, you realize a hurricane just came through here. <laughs> you yeah. can also just I mean, like, take rest, a look around. And as we progressed, full. so Wednesday was probably the worst day where right. we were running out. The beer fridge was 
bone dry at the end of the day. Every can we had was sold, and I didn't have a oh, truck damn. coming in until Thursday or Friday, whenever it was. So that was rough. And then, you know, as it progressed, we caught back up. So Wednesday was the toughest day. We adjusted a little Thursday. It was less tough, but still pretty tough. Friday was Friday was smooth, finally, because we got up to, fr- you but know. But at that point, you're gearing up for the weekend, so you're kind of prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, well, then. and we had made all the adjustments. Yep. We knew that most of the people didn't have power still, so we knew we were going to get slammed. Yep. Friday was gorgeous out all day. At lunch, we were still struggling a little bit, but come Friday dinner, we had recuperated. And then Saturday was actually our busiest day. We did like 290 covers or something like that Saturday night, and that was the smoothest shift of the week. So we did double. We did, good. we did double the number we did on Wednesday, and it was our smoothest shift of the week because yeah. we finally like kind You're of used co- to recuperated. Yeah. And then yesterday, so uh, excuse me, uh, Sunday, yesterday. we uh, we did, you know, two hundred and twenty something like that. So it had normalized a little bit as people are starting to get power back. But man, I even thought we had a quick talk about if people still didn't have power today, should we open on Monday because you know the be, revenue yeah. is going to be there, but. Everybody's the, mostly got their power back? Mo- no, the, the morale. Oh. <laughs> the morale needed, you know. You needed that hard I, reset. We could not says. look at the staff and just say, like, hey, we're going to open one more day after this week. I, I, think, I don't think anybody, you know, I was off yesterday. Yeah. I don't think anybody wanted to work today. You know, you just got to do the standard, <laughs> like, guys, thanks for coming in. That was a great shift. I got us all pizzas at the end of the shift, right? Oh, it's like the cheap celebration. Well, they close early. So it's like by the time we're out of here, they're closed. That's Everybody's it. There's closed. a pizza spot right next to uh, Smokehouse here. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously the storm presents its own challenges, and this is just another type of natural disaster that will always occur and create some type of setbacks or create some type of demand that wasn't previously there in abundance. Uh, again, it's crazy to me that somebody would even go on to Yelp or whatnot and leave a crazy review like, they ran out of everything. It's like, have some goddamn compassion. We just I, went through a crazy storm, crazy week. Um, I mean, maybe you weren't prepared fully anyway. I don't know. I, I don't... You were prepared. What? You're, you were prepared, <laughs> though. You were running out. You were prepared. You were just running out because demand was crazy. We were prepared for it. By Thursday. Well, for the first day, we were prepared for a normal Wednesday. We did not oh, yeah. get a normal Wednesday. And a, we got a Saturday. Okay. An abundance you know? of traffic. Yeah. Uh, we but, did like triple what we were supposed to do. But it's tough to do preparation for things like this. I know a lot of guys that work in outdoor spots wound up getting called off. And then next thing you know, like you said, it was beautiful that night. And all of a sudden, people wanted to get back out of the house because they had no power. Their phone was already dead, things like that. And they AC just wanna... and stuff like that. Correct. You know? So it's, give me a drink and at least let me go sit outside and do something. So yeah, um, we, were, we were done. We were done. Which was tough. Yeah, without internet, thank God there were some movies on a hard drive. I wound up watching an old movie. Oh, nice. That was nice. That was nice. And then on top of that, so that's all coming back from vacation. So mm-hmm. welcome back. Here's <laughs> welcome back. Get ready for week. it. <laughs> and then on top of that, we did another. We did another jump back with the liquor laws. So I had to deal with that. So what does that mean? The the to go beverages have mm-hmm. now expired and been renewed several times. Right. <laughs> yeah. the, the last one was supposed, at least in New York State, was supposed to expire on July 25th. So we pulled. We spoke about this last week. We pulled everything off or whatever when a whole day was saying it's over and then they renewed it and extended it to august 4th or august 5th whatever day it was so we had to re-up everything put everything back online etc and then the new date was 
fourth, fifth, whatever that was, was yeah, uh, like two days ago. Tuesday, no, last week, last was. Tuesday, yeah, last Tuesday. It was, it was Tuesday. Yeah. So, again, on Tuesday morning, I woke up, went to the website to see the guidance. It said expires Tuesday, so we went through taking everything down. Yeah. At about twelve thirty p.m. on Tuesday, they <laughs> extended it. So about an hour after we opened, they extended the go sale. So we put everything back up again. Again, after saying, you know, to go sales are over, we can all, yeah. blah, blah, And then, okay, they extended it. So by Tuesday night, we had to re-up everything and put everything back when together. When is this next extension? So too? now the next, ex- next extension is September 14th. So at least it's like a month yeah. at least and not two weeks. But it would and be nice. Take, take up and put everything down. You're talking about the cooler that's in the front of yeah, the business. Yeah, and the signage. And then online. take everything yeah. off online and all, yeah. all yeah, the, yeah. you know, the advertisement for it. I don't mind that they're... They're they're sending a certain certain date and but if they're gonna extend it, it'd be nice to know a couple of days. Yeah. Why is it happening day of or next day kind of it thing? It just seems like somebody's like not doing their job properly and just waiting to the last minute to make a decision on something. I would like to know what the statistics are that they're looking at that are they're gauging their decision off of and why we're not just saying, you know what, twenty twenty you know, at least to the end, you know, originally that was the, what we were pushing for was that we could have the to-go sales to the end of the year. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense. Well, keep in mind throughout the city, though, they're having numerous problems with bars doing to-go sales on things, whether it be there not being food included into a sale or whether it be just a huge congregation of people outside creating like a neighborhood block party. Right. Where everyone just thinks like, oh, okay, it's okay to have 100 people outside here because the bar is now outside since they could just do the to-go sales. So that might be the statistics that they're looking at, but can could we be, at least yeah. make a decision on Friday for Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. and, and you know? I think it's tough too that, you know, we being here in Westchester, which is just north of New York City, you still fall into a lot of like these stipulations too where those decisions affect a more rural area out here where we don't have a hundred people congregating outside a bar just because we don't have those numbers of people in like a confined centralized space. Uh, it's, it's tough to say, Hey, this is happening here. So this also has to happen here. I'll go fuck myself. It's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel you. I, you know, it's a go with that point too. I continually get frustrated as I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, and I'm on whatever platform, and I see people's stories, and I see the videos, and I know we're supposed to be doing one thing, and we're not, doing and we see thing. it, and I yeah. see continuously people at bars, just drinking at bars. They're not serving food. They're not, you know, there's a pretty strict. We printed out the law, and I have it in the front so that people can see it when they come up. Because when they don't, I don't want to argue with every single person. Right. So like, this isn't my policy i would i would love to just sell you a beer but i can't because this is the thing and there's a fine attached to it here's the law from the website but then i i go on and i see my friends or i see people that i know out at these bars and they're just you know standing around having a drink doing whatever there you know there's definitely several bars that are not following it to the t and it's very frustrating for us because we're following it to the t and probably missing out on some of these sales yeah um you know, we just get it. That's it's just going to lead. That's part of the reason why it's going back and forth. Just like you said, if there's those issues, it's just really frustrating that as an industry, we can't get our shit together cohesively and, and do the right thing all the way around. Uh, uh, everybody's fighting 
for the sales. And yes, you do things the right way, but you do a lot of things the right way too. And a lot of that preparation to do things the right way has resulted in a longstanding business for you and a reward in this business. Where some of these guys that are kind of just bending through the rules, trying to make that quick buck, those guys a lot of times won't be around in the longer sense of the grand scheme of things. Um, it's not far-fetched to think that, yeah, you're extending, breaking these rules here and there. You'll continue breaking various rules throughout your time until you're no longer existent. But by that point, you'll probably be on Smokehouse number five. You know what I mean? Like, your just keep the growth your lips. <laughs> I th Listen, we forecast the future. You're doing all the right things back here. This thing could be duplicated three times over, and every employee in there will know exactly what to do. Speaking of duplicated... What do you want to duplicate? I, I implemented some of that guerrilla marketing that we were talking about a while back. Oh, yeah. You know, we did some of that. Do you yeah, remember? I do remember. Which yeah. style of guerrilla marketing did you so use? So we reached out to some Instagram Instagrammers. Nice. Influencers? Are, not influencers. Remember, if you remember that specifically wanted to target local people and not specifically Instagram influencers. So you know, I, went, I looked around, found people with... You know, let's say under five thousand, above fifteen hundred, and under five thousand followers. Were you also looking for the engagement levels of their posts? And then their as well? engagement. So what I did was You're everybody just that, like the average Joe or a public figure type of person. Um, more the average Joe. Okay. But what I really paid attention to was if one, if we're following them, two, if they're following us, and just kind of clicked through. Yeah. Not that I care one which way it's going or whatever. I mean, obviously we want followers, but but you want someone who's like an organic fan, not somebody who's like yeah, so someone that's something. not doing that. But that's pretty much. And I searched through. Those are the ways I found people. So mm -hmm. if they're following us, obviously I see them engage with our posts. If I'm following them, obviously I see them, um, or hashtags. You know, like a Mamarinic hashtag or a Westchester hashtag or a barbecue hashtag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I searched those things, and then I found those people that. We're local, um, not too many followers, but then the engagement was high on those followers. Uh, so I looked for 25%. If they make a post, if they have 1,000 followers, they get 250 likes and or comments. That gives you a 25% engagement rate. Right. So anything that or higher, I knew that people were actually paying attention to them. Then I would reach out to that person, see if they were all interested. I wanted to know how many people were viewing their stories. Because I think stories get a little more traction, especially in our industry, than actual posts. I mean, I'm not even scrolling through posts anymore yeah, at this point. It's just a story yeah. and see the I, movement. Yeah, and I think most people are like that. I mean, myself, I'm, you know, more in this. That's more current. It's more yeah. like right now. Yeah. And uh, so I reached out to them and asked, asked how many uh, viewers their stories were getting average. There were 500 and above. I would hit them up with the offer. Hey, come in. Did you make them screenshot this though, or are you just no, like trusting no, was, in the good you know, honor system? Like first time around, you know, honor system, whatever. Yeah. I just said, hey, you get at least 500 views on your stories. Oh, also, I want to see what kind of stories they were posting. So there are several people that go out to restaurants a lot. That's the kind of dynamic you want to see because those are the people that are out, out yeah. and about. And those people, their viewers are expecting them to post about the exactly. restaurants. Exactly. So I, you know, I said, okay, this person's went to three restaurants this week. They're definitely going out and taking pictures of their food and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure people see where they're going. I, I bet they get DM'd, hey, where was this? What was that? So that was, hey, do you ha are your stories getting at least 500 views? Yes. Then I hit them with, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a tab at the restaurant or something like that. You know, come in, 
small, nothing right, like crazy. Right. You know, just come into the restaurant, you know, do, I think slush was one of the things we were trying to push. I said, order some slush drinks and put on your story, hashtag party with slush or whatever and tag us. And then we did a merch one. So I said, you got to do two. One oh, the, I saw your merch yeah. one. Yeah. So I said, you got to do two. One, one the day of tagging like, hey, we're here, slush drinks, whatever. And then take this, I gave him a t-shirt. And I said, like, post next week, you know, something with the shirt, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that'll be the merch post. I think so. I think what we were doing, yeah, was uh, the slush and the Tuesday. Mm. So I said, on Tuesday, they ha- I had the tacos uh, t-shirt. Mm. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Taco here Tuesday. So I said, here's <laughs> this day, post day of, and then Tuesday, throw the taco shirt and say Taco Tuesday at Smokehouse and whatever. Yeah. So I did that with a couple people, and I noticed, one, it did work. Because <laughs> when they were posting, we were getting followers. Nice. And you can see, when you get new followers, you can look at that follower and see who you have mutual. Yep. Right? So I could see that follower, where they come from. Where they came from. It came from, from yeah. that person. So I know that that was, uh, yeah. you know, a direct thing from that person. Yeah. And I... Th- and I'm pretty sure, so a week after we did that, mm-hmm. um, our engagement went through the roof. Really? Yeah. So, and I, and I didn't change anything on how we <laughs> operate our Instagram. Yeah. You know, we kept it. Oh, but that's cool. Though. So then, you know, it worked. You brought in a bunch of followers that are actually like active. Yeah. In. Yeah. So we changed nothing. We did the same posts, same posting schedule, mm-hmm. same story schedule, same kind of, um, you know, rotation of like. Food, drink, people, right. atmosphere, you know, kind of rotation. About three or four days after all those guerrilla marketing, I just threw up there quotes, guerrilla <laughs> marketing things went, went in place. Our engagement, there you go, there's the phone. <laughs> our engagement skyrocketed. And we went from like a 12% engagement to like 40%. 40% engagement on, big. on our posts, on our stories. On the click-throughs, people clicking up through to our website, and then that went to website traffic, and we saw a small spike in online orders. Now, that's I don't know what you want at the yeah, end of the day. That's though. what we wanted to hit. Yeah. So clearly, that that little thing worked. That's I, awesome. The, I don't know directly if that spike in the engagement was clear from that guerrilla marketing because they saw more people coming in and inter, like coming in, posting, sharing again, yeah. and tagging us. I don't know if that did something to the Instagram algorithm that caused it to maybe show because our reach went up. So like mm-hmm. our post, you could see like if we if four thousand people saw a post, yeah. now eight thousand people were seeing the post. You know, you know a lot of times too, advertising isn't even necessarily to find new people to show up and come in, but it's also just a gentle nudge and a reminder for people that haven't been there in a while that yeah. already know the brand. Come back. So I saw some of these posts as I was flipping through Instagram, and with that said, I didn't realize what you were doing at the time, but I was like, oh, that's interesting that they're yeah. promoting the smokehouse. <laughs> I wonder, I thought a little bit past it and then I got sidetracked doing something else, but now the story fully comes out. However, that works because I said to myself, shit, I haven't even done Taco Tuesday, I think ever at Smokehouse. And part of me was like, I wanna do that. And then the other part of me was like, well, I'm in Stanford, Connecticut. I don't really wanna drive all the way down there right now. (laughs) But sure enough, yes, it works. And it will find you some new people to pop in here, sure but it's going to gently nudge the people that have been here plenty of times already and haven't been because they're on their, you know, circular hiatus of places that they go around to, right? You don't go to the same place every week. If you hit them hard, you stop for a little bit and then you come back eventually. 
but like you're bringing people back into the restaurant by doing all these advertising pieces. Um, I, I think that's a great play. I think it is a great play. I appreciated some of those posts you put up, especially the merch <laughs> ones. You know, he very much news actually appreciated all of them. He didn't even hit the like button. He hit the appreciate <laughs> button. <laughs> I think I only saw uh, one of the merch ones. Maybe a slush one too. Well, we got it. We got a um, an actual influencer. Oh, so then that might have been what I on saw on TikTok. Through got yeah. one of our shirts. Yeah, yeah. And that actually went up. That wasn't part of the guerrilla marketing. Oh, okay, that so was that's, purely that's what organic. I and I was like, "What did merch. you do to pull this off?" No, nah, merch got to that influencer, and she put a TikTok video with the shirt. I didn't even know she was gonna do it. Oh, okay, and then okay. I'm like scrolling, and I saw the TikTok, and I was like, "Hey, that's our shirt!" And I was like, <laughs> "Nice." And I was like, "Who who was that?" That was uh, man Amanda Vance. Who is she? Like, I don't she? know. Like she well, she's an influencer. I shouldn't say I don't know. She's an influencer, <laughs> and she does. Uh, she has like this NFL interview thing. So she has like this whole TikTok thing where she does all the dances and the trends and stuff like that, which is entertaining. Okay. What I said I don't know is I don't know how I came across her like when the first time I saw her was. And the first time I saw her, you were saying was before she did the. Before thing she did it, yeah, and gotcha. then and then she also so she has the whole TikTok thing, and then she does on her Instagram page. She has interviews with NFL players and. Tries to do like, not tries to do. She does uh, breakdowns of like the upcoming seasons and stuff like that. So it's like a cross between a TikToker and a sports sportscaster. Sportscaster. That's pretty cool. Is she from around here? Has she been to the restaurant? Is there a chance? Um, I don't know. Huh. Most of her posts are from Florida, so probably not. Hope not. <laughs> I caught <laughs> I caught a, a couple different things working over over the weekend at the new spot. Which you um, catch, Jay? And, you know, just some things. I wasn't out there in the the East River with a uh, a fishing pole or anything like that. But you know, we've a lot of places have moved on to using these toast tabs and uh, you know all these different POS systems that fit in somebody's back pocket. You know, it's like a she kid. didn't tag us in that post though, which I was a little upset about. Yeah. She just wore the shirt. It would have been cool if I got. Did those. you like I'm reach so- out to her? Sorry, Jay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus sorry. Christ. Sorry. I'll be in the back of the kitchen just raiding the fridge. <laughs> no, 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 you let no. me know when you, you want me to come back out here. We can do things. We were, we were talking um, about toast tabs, keeping them in your back no, pocket. No, but sure enough, you know the image. It's like toast tabs in the back pocket. The like kid comes over with the backwards hat, and it's just like, hey, can I take your order? That is essentially what I think about when somebody walks over with the tab. It's like trying to be super trendy environment, blah, blah. We're using technology. This is super cool. Let me walk over here. I'm not even going to look guests in the eye because I'm just too busy trying to find what buttons to click. I absolutely hate these tabs to no end. Uh, But we happen to use them in the spot that I'm at. So fine. We'll use them. Uh, I noticed that there's a lot of things like user experience is huge in like so many different apps to the point where millions of dollars are invested through companies just testing things testing things testing things to make sure they work and i found with these toast tabs that of course what you already theorize is being um what's the word i'm looking for not really one-on-one with a guest you're not making that connection you're kind of just not really like, personal anymore it's not personal at all um so you're sitting here clicking things into the buttons what happens is the Wi-Fi just like doesn't connect to these pretty damn often. So it's not the card reader doesn't work and you're sitting there for extra time trying to rejab the chip in to the back of the system. Then people are like, well, I just paid 67 bucks for three drinks. What can I get a receipt? And you're like, yeah, you can. 
but give me a second because I have to run 15,000 square feet over to the kitchen to actually get the printout slip. That's a very specific problem, though. I don't yeah. think most restaurants have a 15,000 square foot It's area. a big space. A- yeah, correct. I, I get that. But all I'm saying is that, yeah, there's inefficiencies with having these tabs. And there's not enough for everybody uh, at the moment, too. So you wind up all having to shuffle around to find out where the tab is. And every time that you give it to somebody, you're not standing there waiting for them to finish with it. So you can put it back to where it goes. This sounds like a system that would lead to a lot of people's food not getting put in on time. No, the f- well, the food kind of gets put in. The problem is finding these damn tabs, though, after a while. Like, that's it. And this is not a food spot. This is a drink spot, and that's okay, all we're doing drink, with these tabs. Still, whatever. You're saying find the tabs in the tablet? You, like no, the find the tablets. Tabs? I'm sorry. Find the physical uh, tablets. Find the tablets. The okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but it, it just creates so much more time as opposed to just, like, Having that traditional register behind the bar where everyone knows where it is and you just go back to it every single time. It never moves. It's just there. Why don't you just have a spot for the tablet? Old trusty, you're relying on humans so much to do things correctly. No, no, I mean, okay, I get what you're saying, but it seems like a simple solution would be, hey guys, don't carry the tablet around. Let's all just leave it here until we know where it is. It's the same reason everywhere ties a pen to a piece of rope. Well, where that, people sign that's off That's a on server things. front of house thing. Yeah. Just do you agree stuff with me or everywhere. No? Like, that makes sense, though. Just don't carry them around. Just leave them in one spot. Yeah, I mean, that's what... We, we no. have them in one spot. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm let me Let me explain, though. Just to cover it, we don't like exactly what you opened with of the idea of standing at the table with a tablet because it feels like... Impersonal. You might as well just bring your phone to your ta- yeah, the table. Agree. And, and if you're complaining about the Wi-Fi going out, just leave the tablet where the Wi-Fi is so that's, strong. Yeah, we hardline, hardwired it. We were like, yeah. okay, Wi-Fi, well, it, like one week. And we were like, no, no, no. Hardwire it. Jay, these seems like spot, simple problems that you could like... It. You just need more spots. What do you mean spots? Because if it's 15,000 square feet, you just need more hardwired. You can't have one service. Oh, yeah, you're saying to move over. Yeah, Yeah, but then here poses the problem, right? Servers can't put anything back, just so you know. There's no printer, paper, or anything. So everything is getting paid through also through that tablet. Oh, that's a different issue. To save time, because sales are what matters in this business or you go out of business, we drop the tablet with the person that has to sign and then do a whole survey and do a whole survey. And with that said, it takes so much time that you're not staying there waiting. You're already taking the next drinks order and starting so to make the next drinks. every server is supposed to have one tablet? Theoretically. What happens if two people want to pay at the same time? Then you're starting to have a buildup of a line. Or got it's a bit three. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't even want to talk about the toast tabs anymore, guys. It's over. All right, cool right, tablets. No more. No more tab talk. Like I'm getting gang banged out here. And welcome to my tab talk. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I will notice though over the last week? Is what will you notice? I think that the general public is very over COVID. Even though yes. all the rules are in place and we still have to follow all these things, I think that might lead to a little dangerous situation. But I have noticed a clear change in attitude when it comes to how we're acting in public. I think that has to do with the fact that we're like dead in the middle of summer now and people are just trying to have fun. Yeah. And like you see people on the news having fun and going out to parties and doing other things. It might be that. It might be that people didn't have power and they're just like fed up of not having things for the whole entire year. Um, You know, something of that nature. But I did notice that um, like people were out here and it was was pretty much business as usual. You know, and it was much more, much more lax on the general public side. Whereas when we first reopened, you could see a lot of people that were tentative 
kind of nervous. You know, kind of looking around, giving the look around. Is it safe? You know, that kind of thing. You get what I'm saying? I'll tell you this: on the island, it feels like you're on the island, and it feels like you're on island time, and the music makes it really feel like the island. And saying that, you wouldn't even know there was any issues. Just like people are just at peace, drinking their low ABV drinks. Just smiling, staring at the beautiful view from the south side of Manhattan. Like, I could see that. Hey, you would not know that we were in the middle of a pandemic at all. That does sound enjoyable. Uh, nice to forget about it for a little while. So, yeah, and I, I get fully what you're saying. Totally. Uh, to the point where... Especially, yeah, when I, was down the, when I was down the shore, you didn't even notice there was a pandemic. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, there wasn't people... There weren't people doing obnoxious things and not following social distancing rules and stuff like that like any place i went into we still had to wear a mask they were still six feet apart it was actually done really really well for the it's good so you know i was down in jersey for like 10 days and the only time i had to put a mask on was in the morning when i went to the bakery to get donuts and coffee and then also to get on and off the beach like on the ramp when you're passing people it's only two times i had it on and it was very it wasn't a big deal like around here, you felt like it was a big. You tell someone to put your mask on, you go, "Oh my god, I gotta wear a mask, you're crazy!" Ugh. Like, dude, whatever. It, it seemed like most people were pretty chill about it, but you're right. It didn't. It felt maybe it was because I was on the beach, the beach town, and everybody was just relaxed. Most people are on vacation, and they're not in their normal grind at that point. But it definitely didn't feel like like a pandemic. And then this past week, the the leniency. I should say the leniency. If you remember, if you recall, we spoke about in the beginning of this, we could mess up a few orders and people would respond with, we're just glad you guys are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that leniency is gone. gone. (laughs) Like this week, there was not that leniency. It was, I want this, I want that. We had, we run a a 40 minute wait for a table, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night for three hours from 6.30 till 9.30, hard wait. And we do reservations, so it wasn't a true wait. We were just telling people our next table is available 7.30, yeah. our next table is available 8.15, whatever. But people were waiting for these tables and getting very frustrated when their table, like, wasn't ready. Yeah, and well, at that point, they couldn't go home. They had no power. They had no power. But, it, but you know, a couple months ago, you would get in that situation, and, and you would get a, don't worry about it. I'm just glad yeah. you guys are open. And now it's, no, nah, I'm hungry. Like, one, one guest was literally yelling at the host. We, every table is full. He was the next reservation available, and we said, as soon as our next table is open, your your party will be sat, sir. And he's yelling at her, I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> it's like yelling at her. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want First of all, sir, you're probably not starving. Like, you know, like, what do you want? So that, that leniency and that pandemic uh, ideology, I think, is, is fading away. And I don't know if it's going to be for good or hopefully when the fall hits, we don't go backwards, but... Uh, keep in mind, all our experiences are different here, too. And I was just looking at video from a rodeo in, like, Wyoming. Hmm? And not one single person was wearing any mask anywhere in this small town. They were just, like, sitting around watching the pig show. I think it was a pig show. The shit they do out there. Uh, but I did notice that, yeah, there wasn't one mask on. And nobody really... I'm just caring about any of that. It's almost as if, like, it doesn't exist. Maybe it doesn't exist in their small town yet, but, you know, all it takes is one, right? And then that expands into a couple more. Um, guys, can we get out of here and go into the pool because it's beautiful? 
I got a softball game, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, <laughs> listen, you hit all the way back, and I'll just drink a couple sparkling seltzers, huh? Some uh, sloop juice bombs. Sloop juice bombs. That oh, sounds there you go. More appropriate <laughs> for a softball game. No, just hit it. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button, cause you know algorithms. <laughs>